Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the U.S. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. On today's podcast, we are talking about the perfect client. Have you picked up our online survival guide yet? Get prepped for the future of online marketing by going to www.aybguide.com. Hey everybody, this is Andrew McCauley. Welcome to podcast number 59. 59, we are talking about the perfect client today. We have had a lot of dealings with clients over our years and we thought, hey, why don't we peel back the curtains and reveal to everybody... The award-winning, the most prestigious client we've ever had. No, not really. No, no, no. We're going to have a chat about what makes a good client. Heather Porter is on the line with me. Hey, H. That I am. Hello, Andrew, and hello, everybody. Welcome back. And guess what? what? We are going to have this episode be a little bit more conversational, I think. And the reason why we've come up with this topic is because in the last week, we were chatting about a couple of our clients. Client A, for example, who has taken three months to get to where client B is in one. And there are some things that we want to share with you guys on how to be the perfect client in a way where you get better results in your business from the people you work with. Yes. You know, um, you and I have both been involved with seminars for a long time. And, you know, we get certain people who come to the seminars and they come regularly and they do the same thing and they'll never change. They, they keep getting yeah. the same results. Um, and a lot of these seminars will teach you how to get ahead in life, you know, how to be successful. Well, I think we sort of see the same patterns in clients as well, right? We see, see that we can sort of tell which ones are going to be successful as a client and which ones <laughs> aren't because they run the same sort of patterns as they do um, for these other sorts of people. So I think it's going to be a fascinating little conversation that we have about this we haven't scripted anything of this so nope. it could be interesting to uh, see what pops up but speaking of pops up what pops up in your head this week what did you learn what come, what did you come <laughs> across your desk you know it, it's that ongoing theme about content creation and marketing and how literally everyone's jumping on that bandwagon including the tools that we're all using to i guess look at content how we have more of a reach with our content and one of those tools that um, i use is called clout and it's a k l o u t dot com, and this tool actually, up until very very recently, has been a grading tool, so to speak. So you put in your, your you create an account with them for free, and then you hook up your social media accounts into there, and then they give you a score, what's called a clout score, and this is a score that's based on your engagement across all of your social accounts. But they've just launched a content creation surprise surprise aspect uh. you know so now i'm i'm literally in my account right now i'm checking it out and i was in there just funny enough a couple of days ago and i was thinking why do i no longer see a dashboard with my information and now i'm seeing a feed of all this other content 
And the reason why is because now you can schedule and create content directly inside Clout. And it looks to me like you can schedule it across your social media accounts. But also, it's now becoming a place where you can go and read content directly inside this platform. So it's not just about going to Facebook anymore to get this content from Clout. It's about going into Clout to get good content. Wow, content here, content there, content everywhere. Everywhere. So, so tell me. So tell me about. Uh, uh, you may not know too much about it at this stage. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't looked at my clout for a little while, but um, so are you? Are they are they aggregating information, or are they are you putting new posts specifically on clout to share? How does it work? It looks from what I can see right here. It, you have a little edit box, and you create content from. Right now, it says a photo attachment or text, so you can put your photo in there and do some text, just like you would in Facebook, for example. Mm-hmm. And then you can hit schedule or post, and you can either post it inside Clout or onto your different social accounts. It's all kind of linking together. Um, and Clout's just a really cool tool. If you guys haven't ever created a Clout account, it's a great way of analyzing how good you are on social media, how widespread you are. They have this sort of algorithm where they look at engagement across your accounts, not just engagement, but uh, engagement with influencers, so people that are spreading your message as well. So it's a great place to kind of see and, and work out how well you're doing across social. Yeah, I've been on cloud for a while, and I know initially, um, in the early days, there was people saying, oh, I know this cloud thing doesn't work because there was ways to rig the system. You know, you could really stack up posts on one particular social media account um, mm. and the algorithm that calculated the clout score wasn't um, wasn't that good but I know they've done a lot of tweaks in the past so um, they have so much so actually that there are now companies using a clout score as part of a hiring process really that's scary <laughs> I did read that the other day actually on one of the you know main websites like Mashable or something like that and it was saying that um, employers especially if you're in the space of social or, or marketing for business they're looking at how how good you can work the system and this is a really great score or quick place to see how good you are interesting mm, it is so Andrew what have you learned well I come across a um uh, it's a new startup company. I mean, there's a startup company every 10 seconds these days. Um, but what they've done is they've um, sort of changed the way that people are going to be reading. Um, now, there's been some apps out there and have been around for a number of years where they flash words at you and you can read the words, you know, and you can change the speed, you know, mm. from 200 words a minute to, um, to you know, whatever, whatever the limit goes up to. But this, the difference about this company is that it's changed the way that it presents the words to you. Most of these optical companies that, uh, it, so you're reading it on a computer, on a screen, you might be on an app or something like that. So you mm-hmm. might be reading, you might be reading it through your um, your Kindle. So let's say you've got a novel, um, and what it does is instead of you reading left to right and looking at the words, processing them in the order that you're reading them and then making them, making sure you understand what the words mean. What it does is it flashes a word, one word at a time on the screen, um, but it lets you speed it up as fast as you can handle it. And um, there's readers out there that do that now, but the, the words, because they're different lengths, different number of characters, it takes a little bit of extra time to process it. What these guys have done is discovered how your brain sort of um, processes these words and puts them in a position where you don't have to uh, process the uh, geometry of the word, if that makes sense. Um, it's mm. it's a lot easier to do. And I, so I was doing a test on their website. You can have a test of how fast you can read. And you know, I was up at 
the, I think the average person reads it about 220 words per minute in, in a mm-hmm. book. Um, I was looking, I was reading and comprehending and understanding what I was reading at 600 words per minute. And that, wow. and that's like, there are people that can do it eight, 900, but 600, um, you know, you could, you only have to read a book, you know, a third of the time and you're done. And I sort of, I, I love this stuff. I had one of these apps on my computer a few years ago and loved it all the time. And then they stopped uh, servicing it and I, and I ended up getting rid of it. But, um, I can't wait to uh, get my hands on one of these apps because I've got so many things I want to read. I want to, uh, just clear, clear out my bookshelf by using it's one like of these what apps. You- you do that same with with video as well. What's that tool you oh, use? Oh yeah, Enouts. I, I use Enouts. I, I watch it in at two or three times the speed of the video. Um, you can understand it, comprehend it, and you get through it real quick. So um, I think we're filling our brains up quicker than ever now because we're able to put stuff in quicker right now. So you know, I love <laughs> I love stuff that can <laughs> shove in our heads quicker. <laughs> nice. Oh my gosh. Yes. All right. Let's let's talk about clients. Yes. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Now, this this is our this is what we've noticed over the years. And I love Andrew. You brought up how we've worked in seminars because working in seminars in one day, you might talk to a hundred plus people that come to the back of the room that want to know about you know the products and the services. And so, just by sheer numbers of the the people that we've worked with over the last you know ten plus fifteen years, we have we really do have some themes and some insights about. What makes somebody successful uh, and really what holds somebody back from getting to what they want? And Uh we specifically have even more details now based on our business and our dealings with being a service provider, you know, Uh with clients. So we want to share this. And this is just our insights. Obviously, we we don't know 100% of of what makes people tick, but we want to share this because we have witnessed the results. And and I think we should point out that we're talking about service-based Yes. Uh, businesses right here or service-based right. clients. Um, you and I have both been in retail. You know, I was in mm. hospitality for, you know, 17 years. So um, we're not talking about servicing um, a customer in a venue where you're selling products or anything like that. Um, this is basically just service orientated. So if you're offering any sorts of service, coaching, consulting, uh, anything like that, uh, anywhere, anywhere where people are paying for your knowledge um, and how to uh, get that knowledge, then this is what we're sort of covering today. Exactly, exactly. So the the biggest thing, and we're just going to throw out lo- loads of insights, I suppose. So let's let's start, because I think this will be more fun. Let's start with the, the themes or, or what keeps people holding themselves back. So the clients that take the longest amount of time, let's bring up some key things that we've noticed as, as to, you know, why that is and what's what's holding them back from getting results. Okay, so, so so in terms of uh, let's just clarify in terms of what do you mean in terms of um, this would be the bad client. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in terms of holding them back for success or holding them back as moving ahead with you as a client. I would say let's let's do both. So basically, we're we're going to talk about how what they've done to not utilize us the best way possible, okay. and then what they've done in their business as well to hold themselves back sure it's all kind of i guess one and the same really a lot of the themes that come up go for it all right let's go okay so the first thing is this and i'll I'll start with this one when you're working with a service provider and you've made that decision to work with them you're hiring them for not only their expertise but all sets of expertise comes with a set of processes as well in order to deliver that expertise and get those results. There's processes behind the scenes that happen. And what I notice, the people that don't 
use us to the best of our, you know, what we can provide are those that want to, I guess, change the process of what we already are doing. Yeah, I think they, people like to think, and sometimes this is where that saying a knowledge, a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. Yes. You know, they learn something, a little piece, and they think that that's what, that's the most important piece. And they'll come over and they'll, they'll ask for something, but knowing this little piece of information will act as if that's the most important and that we, uh, we are no more knowledgeable about the product than they are because of this little piece that they've, they've read about or they've understood. So um, I think that sort of comes from, from what you're saying is that people tend to want to want to make, they want to keep control and they want to make sure that they mm-hmm. think they know everything all the time. When, when you're looking for a service provider, those people, the service providers have generally been doing it for a little while. They know their business. They know their service. They know mm-hmm. the best result possible for your situation. Um, and often you'll get people coming up and saying, well, I'd like to do it like this. I'd like to change the way you've been doing business all your life. And that makes it hard. It does. And you know what? There are some top notch consultants out there that in their contracts, they actually stipulate that you have to follow their systems, their procedures and their processes Mm -hmm. because you're hiring them for that. I mean, I guess that, so the big picture here is that if you're working with the service provider, you're not just working with them to get you result and and to deliver their expertise, but you're essentially bringing on all their years of history as a part of that. And with that comes processes and systems. So a really good way of, I guess, working with that is um, asking more why questions rather than saying we should do this instead. So just understanding more about the process rather than trying to work your process in. Because after all, why are you hiring them in the first place? You know, to to help them. That's a good point. Asking why, why, why is this happening? So you can get a better understanding of what's going on if you were the client. Yes. Um, uh, Why rather than, well, we should do it this way. Find out why. I mean, there may be reasons. There probably, there probably is very valid reasons why they're doing it a specific way. Uh, hmm. because, you know, as you said, they've spent a lot of time learning this stuff. They've probably spent a lot of money educating themselves yeah. in that industry. So you, if you haven't spent as equal amount of time or money or both in that industry, then, you know, if, you, if you're employing them to do a job, then let them do it. Absolutely. Now, another thing that I've noticed that, that comes up quite a bit that holds people back is the getting obsessed about the small details that are irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So we have this, this, okay, branding is interesting because you want to control your, the look and feel and the customer experience of your business, of course. And that does bring into account your graphics and your fonts and your logo and your colors. But if you get so caught up on all those items independently that you forget actually what you're delivering as a business or how you're trying to help a client, then it can take years, or and I and I do mean years, because we have a couple we've worked with, mm-hmm. years to even get a website off the ground and even put yourself out there to the world because you're so caught up in how it looks. Yeah, it's uh, it's it is really <laughs> debilitating. We've got I think I've got three three of our clients um, now that have they're over into their second year now. The website's been finished, but they're not sure about the color. Or yeah. they're not sure if the color's the right color for their the matching, or they're not sure if they like the the particular wording of their about page, you know. And it's like, well, do something about it. Give us the new one and let us let us get it up there and, and up and running. You've spent a year now that no one's seen you. 
Nobody's That's found right. you. You've lost that time. You've paid for a website that no one's even looking at because it's not even live, you know, and because these sort of things are holding people back. Um, I like to say version one is better than version none. Get it out there, get it up, and then then have a look at, well, how can I make it better from there? But, and um, let the market tell you how, if you don't even have anything presentable to the world or anything even out there in the first place, how do you even know what the market wants? So you're still, if you're in that creation phase, you're still relying on what you think the market wants. And that's why you get so caught up because you get very emotionally attached to your baby, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But it's so much better to just get something out there and then realize, do people like it or do they not like it? Mm-hmm. And then just keep going to the next version from there. Yes, definitely. Okay, good. What's next? So, you know what? And here's another thing is, I guess, changing the milestones and being unclear. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you are a business owner, you when you hire a service provider, you want to know the result that you're going to get before you even go into that agreement, being really clear. So, if, if it's just a website, just out, just know that that's what you're getting. Um, if you are trying to get, say, a website before you even have a, a brand or even something to sell, we've experienced this a lot of times before. We'll design an entire website and then suddenly the business owner says, actually, now I know what I want to sell. Uh-huh. So we have to start from scratch again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So clarity, clarity. And and within in any area of your business, if you're not clear, how can your team know what they're supposed to sell? How can your client know what they're getting from you if you're not clear in the first place? Yeah, I'd like to go one step even deeper than that. And that that is um, a lot of people will be clear on – they might be clear on what they want. So, okay, I want to sell – I want my website to sell this product or this service because that's what I'm mm. going to be good at. Okay, great. So they've got this vision of what a website, the front page looks like. They've got these beautiful blue colors with nice photos flipping around here and all this sort of stuff. But then that's it. What happens on page two? What happens on the about page? Or what's the what's the, where's the content? Where you, what are you going to add as your first or second or third blog post? What is your um, what is your call to action going to be? What are you going to give away to people for them to mm-hmm. sign up to your database? And often that's where they don't think. They think only one step ahead. It's like, okay, there's your homepage. Where yes. is the next step? So not just um, this is not just web development. I don't want to make this a web development podcast. But even in as far as when you're hiring a, like a consultant for your business, mm-hmm. have a think about, okay, what do I want them to do second and third and fourth? How do I want them to help me? Okay, I might have an initial problem, but after that, what else can I get them to help me with? So thinking two or st- three steps ahead of what you want to do rather than just one step and then, okay, I'm going to call in the consultant or I'm going to go and get someone to build a website now and then I'm going to go and find someone to do the second step later. Think about that two or step, three steps ahead. It's that whole reverse engineering thing. You know, you, you think, decide what your goal is or the main outcome that you want to yes, get is yes. and then work backwards mm-hmm. and then just develop the milestones or the steps and then work out which service providers or staff members can deliver each of those steps along the way. Um, and you're going to be better off illustrating where you want to go to that provider as well to get better results. Um, gosh, you know, and we'll talk about some dream clients in a second, but those that come to us that say, 
So this is what I need right now, but this is where I want to go in the future uh-huh. is, is so powerful because imagine what that does for our brains, you know, my and your, we, our heads when we're working with them, we suddenly go to a whole different place of strategy because uh-huh. we now know where they want to go and we're now giving advice based on, oh, well, then you need to think about this and put this in versus if it's just an, a main outcome of I want a website, for example. Yeah, and, and I, I guess um, another thing I want to add to that is mm-hmm. that if you're basing everything on cost, then be prepared to get those sort of results too. Brilliant. Um, you know, I, I've seen people where, and especially in our space, and, and we'll probably talk a little bit heavily focused on this because this is what we do, but, you know, we're talking about online marketing. If you're going to go and find a web designer to do something, um, nothing wrong with kids out of school doing the right jobs, but if you want them to actively partake in a strategy around business, you want, to, you want them to design a website um, because they're cheap, but you want them to design a website um, and you're thinking that you're going to get the experience of a uh, an agency or somebody's been doing it for a while, but not just website development, but business marketing as well, then you're going to find yourself um, sadly mistaken. And, and I've, I've known a number of, um, only speaking to a guy a couple of weeks ago at one of my workshops where he said, he thought he was doing the right thing. He wanted advice and strategy from this guy who was the expert. Um, he was a young kid, very talented, very good graphical designer. But the kid was waiting for advice from the client, and the client was waiting for advice from the yeah. from the designer. I call him a kid. He was probably 25 or 30, but um, he hadn't had that life experience or the business experience behind him. And he couldn't offer that experience to the client, and the client didn't know what was possible as far as um, building a website goes. So they became uh, at loggerheads, and, 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 and it stopped. Progress stopped because one wasn't telling the other what to do because no one knew what was expected. You know, so it became a real problem. And, and finally, the client said, okay, I'm going to have to step back in, put my business hat on, and say to this guy, this is exactly what I want step by step. Can you do that for my website and mm. they, were, they were able to man, uh, sort it out but it put the project six months behind so there are definitely places for talented people and talented graphic designers but if you're expecting an all-in-one solution um, especially paying a cheap price then be careful I had another um, we had another client recently we're sitting down with and they said you know we went and saw some people for our website one charges wanted to charge us $125,000 one was going to charge us 12 and a half and then one person was going to charge us two and a half grand and I <laughs> said well um, have a look at what the credentials are and what you are you getting for your money you got to be careful about that so they went you know they went back and I mean, in fact they didn't go with any of those people but um, they were they were just overwhelmed with what could be potentially given or provided by different pricings. And they sort of liked the three, the two and a half thousand dollar option, but they knew that they were going to get something pretty dodgy for it. I love that story. My goodness. You know, it, it price means experience. If you're getting a low end price, you've got to question what that means. Sure. It can mean the the country that somebody's living in, but then are the regulations, are the best practices in that country the same as the caliber of what you need in your business? Uh So I think price tag is, is one of those question points where instead of just going straight away, Oh, I love it or I like it or I don't, or it's too expensive. Really look at that a little bit deeper and question what is behind that price tag. 
Yeah. Can I, can I add one more about mm. price? I know yeah. um, involved with a company developing some apps and um, these guys, uh, they're not they're not app developers. In fact, they're, they're just they're not even computer literate. But they wanted <laughs> they wanted an app developed for their business, so they went and got this company to do it. And you know, it all looked good on the outside. Their um the credentials were looking okay, but then they farmed a lot of this work out to another country, third world country. And it turns out that this app that they wanted developed and, and is now a year late. They still haven't got it. They still haven't yep. got it. It's a year late. Um, it was put into a school as a school project. Oh, wow. And and a bunch of school kids, local college kids or whatever they were, developed this app. We were developing bits and pieces to this app. So there was all sorts of quality different differentials in this app. Um, and it never worked in the, in, in the, in the first place. But um, this company looking for apps didn't do their homework as much as they should have uh, and looking at what they were getting for their money. And uh, it turned out to be a disaster. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, one more point I'd like to bring up on this before we go into paint the picture of really how to be that ideal client and, and get the best of your providers is the whole thing of not actually knowing if there's a market for you in the first place. Mm. So really putting in the blood, sweat and the tears, the design work, creating you know the product and then putting it all together and then having no no leads coming in no, no sales if you're if you get too attached to your project and you get so obsessed with what you're you think you know about it then oftentimes what can happen is that you have this 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 wonderful looking thing that no one wants yeah totally that's, and that's that's a big thing i see that all the time actually is i've got yeah. this best widget ever but it's the best <laughs> widget according to you but you're not your market you're not buying it You've already got it for free. No one else wants it, so no one's going to give you any money for it. And you're right. Do I think uh, who is it that talks about um, uh, what's the, what's the terminology? Getting it to market as quickly as you can, as cheap as you can, to yeah. see if it works. If it works, if people are wanting it, then go and build it, build more of it, or build it, build a better one. But make sure people want it in the first place. And if you're just hiring somebody, again, we're just using websites, guys, because this is what we do, but this is anywhere. But if, if you're hiring somebody to build you just a website and then the, the website's built and there's no traffic and there's no conversions off of it, then you can't blame just the web designer because, like Andrew was saying before, there was no strategy, there was no testing, there was nothing bigger than just a website created. Mm-hmm. So just be be careful, I suppose, of making sure that who you are in your business first has a market before you even start to develop the collateral around what is needed. Yes. Yes. So let's, let's like paint the perfect picture. So I'm what I'm in my mind, I'm thinking of of a collection of clients that we've worked with over the last, what, four or five years. Uh And the ones that have gone, gone quick, straight to market, and get clients in in an incredibly short amount of time. That's yes. in my mind what I'm thinking, and I'm going to share what they have done to do that. <laughs> go, go, you go for it. Share what you've got. Okay, so the one of the, the the key things here is when they come on board with us is v- complete clarity of roles. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do this, and I'm going to provide this, and you're going to provide this, and sometimes that can take a little bit longer than others. But ultimately, at the end of that conversation or email string or whatever it is, there's a complete clarity of roles of what we do and what they do Uh from their end. So that's the first thing. 
the second thing is that they already know that there is a market for what they have. And they know this because they have tested it in other areas. So when they come to us, they already have the do's and don'ts of what their product or service is going to be online. Uh-huh. And then they can explain that to us very clearly. Again, from our perspective of online marketing, we need to understand the market, that they're, you know, what is going to work for their market. And those that already know are the ones that are shining stars and get yes. results really fast. Yes. <laughs> what else? I, I know that, you know, you, you've been dealing with some great clients as well. What are some other things that come up for you? Um, uh, the thing, one of the big things is that they know that we're the experts in our field. So, right. so they know that if we give them a recommendation, there's a fair chance that it's going to be a recommendation that's going to benefit them. Um, they don't try and second guess us. They don't try and give us the, oh, well, I just read this about this, you know, because there's so much information out there about things. We are keeping up, we keep up with what, what's going on in our industry and yes. and it changes all the time. So we, we're pretty up to date with what's going on. And if we say to them, that's out of date, that was two months ago, that's it. That's all they need to hear. They don't need to hear anymore because they trust us because we're the experts in, in doing that. So um, to trust the expert that you're paying is uh, it's a big thing and trust doesn't come easily of course and, and it may take a little bit of time to understand who, who your service providers are but once you get to know them let them do what they got to do and uh, you'll find that things go a lot quicker um, much faster well said now another one is when giving advice back to the service provider so when you're giving a change or a piece of advice or something that you want to see on your project always follow up with what do you think about that? Or do you have any recommendations of how to make that even better? Uh So instead of saying, this is how it's going to be, this is how I want it, keep that open-ended, give that suggestion, but then open it to the expertise of the person there in front of you. Great. And be open to hear it as well. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Yeah, opening. That's a good point. Being open to hearing feedback is very important too because so many times as a business owner – um, you, you'll be attached emotionally to your business, your service, your product, and nothing else can blur the lines of your little baby, um, mm-hmm. especially from outside parties who give you some sometimes brutally honest feedback. Um, but if you can be open to feedback, not criticism, but feedback about what's going on, then you'll find that you'll grow a lot quicker as well. Yeah. Now, another one is content. It all is about content. We love the content thing. Is the people that are doing the best right now, and we're talking about people who have their own t- online TV shows, their own podcasts, their own blogs, are the ones that want to be hands-on with their content. Mm-hmm. They want to develop it, but then they're smart enough to know that the second they've developed it, they want to hand it all over to somebody else to edit, to put together, and distribute for them. Yes, So very good use of their time, but also, of course, when you're building up your brand and your business online, initially at least, you want to have control over that message because you're the expert in your space as well. So trying to get somebody else to talk about your expertise is going to be a bit of a challenge. So if you are doing that, then you might find that you get frustrated because you keep thinking, but they're not getting my voice right. Uh First, you need to get your voice right. And the way to do that is through creating your own content initially, but getting help with that as well, getting the distribution part, you know, from other people to help you out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well said. So that's that one. Um, Respect as well is is another key one. I, I will say this, the people that pay their invoices the fastest 
for whatever reason, are the people that have the fastest results. And maybe that's <laughs> why do you think that is? Is that just a respect thing around money or each or business or what? What do you think it is? No, I do. well, I think it's an unwritten rule that mm-hmm. um, they yeah you know, they appreciate the work you've done. You've put in time, and often you're putting up you're putting in time and effort up front with no reward until they pay that invoice or yeah. pay that bill. Um, so. To, to to get work done from people from a service provider and then have to you know drag it out for another three or four weeks just so that person can get paid from work they did a month ago yeah it's like well you know what if i'm if i've got someone who's going to pay me regularly i want to deal with them because i know if i do the work tomorrow i'm going to get paid next week for it exactly um, and exactly. you know we've all got to eat we've all got to put food on the table so um it's just a little thing that you pay up pay up early and uh, you get rewarded. Get rewarded for that. And then really the, the other main thing that comes to me or comes to my mind is the check-in process. So um, whether that's accountability or just reporting or however that looks with you and your client, it's just the check-in processes are important because oftentimes we hear different things at different times. Mm-hmm. So initially in that first meeting, we might both hear two different things as client provider, but then as you're developing something for them, you need to revisit where you are with that and what's going on. So there's just no confusion or lack of communication. I find that for those that start the project and then the only other time you have communication is upon delivery of the project is that suddenly there's a lot of disappointment because there's been stuff that's, um, you know, been missed through the cracks. So it's being proactive on working with that provider on how you're going to have your Uh check-ins. Great. Well, you know what? This time is flying. You know, we've already racked, up our, racked up our time. Hey, before we before we do wrap it up, because I think we've got a few more that I'd like to talk about, but maybe we'll have to do it on a second podcast. Um, <laughs> but there is a video that I love, just love, 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 love. It's called The Client-Vendor Relationship. It's a comedy. <laughs> I think we'll stick it on the bottom of our podcast here. Perfect. Um, so you can check it out. But it's called the client-vendor relationship. It's uh, if you are a service provider somewhere out there, you're providing different services. You got to have a look at this video. It's quite quite funny. In fact, I watched it and showed some people yesterday, uh, and then literally hours later, somebody came up and did the exact same thing that was in the video to me. And I'm like, "Are you kidding? Are you really serious?" So. Have a chance, if you get a chance, have a watch it. It's a, it's a two or three minute video. And uh, if you do provide services, I think you'll find you're chuckling along with what's going on. I love that. And one thing, guys, just you, you are in control. You can always say no if that client in front of you at that moment seems not to be the right fit. Yes. You can always say no. And then that when you say no, you open up the door for another one to come in that is perhaps a better fit for what you're offering. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I feel we just touched the iceberg on this topic. I think we could go for a fair while on this one. I know, I know, I know. There's a lot to it. But if you've got, so, any, if you've got any feedback or comments or you want to mm. uh, give us some ideas about this particular topic, we'd love to hear it too. Just um, where can they go and give us some feedback on this one, H? So autopilotyourbusiness.com forward slash podcast. And this is 59, yes? Number 59. 59. So just look for episode 59 in there. And we have comment box and we would love to hear what you think. Because like you're saying, man, this is the tip of the iceberg. And I, I would love to have more feedback from all of you guys that provide services and sort of your horror stories and also really amazing things clients have done to get the project moving. So let us know, please. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, go and give us a review on uh, iTunes. If you can, we'd love to see a review on iTunes, even if it's just only just five stars. 
<laughs> click on the five star button for us. Um, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be great. All right, time to wrap it up. H, great chatting with you. I think we'll have to uh, retable this one again down the track. Sounds and good. Go for part two. Um, take care, everybody. We'll see you on the next podcast. Bye, you guys. Make sure to grab our free business automation guide now and get access to other special bonuses. Head on over to aybpodcast.com. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelts securely fastened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the Internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com. Or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we fly again, happy travels.